welcome to Confessions of a Real Estate Lawyer, a weekly series giving you an in-depth look at the reality of a real estate transaction through the eyes of a lawyer. And now, here's your host, Richard Barbara. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Title Talk at Coral Gables Title and Escrow. My name is Rich Barber, and today we have a special treat for you. We have the man, the myth, Mr. Coral Gables himself, the CEO of the Coral Gables Chamber of Commerce, Mr. Mark Trobridge with us today. Mark, thanks for joining us. Thank you Pleasure to much. have you. It's an honor to be with you. Yeah, so it, actually the honor is ours. And so if you're watching and you've never heard of the Coral Gables Chamber or any chamber, okay, this is a group of people whose express purpose is to help small businesses get ahead. That's it. That's all these folks do. They wake up in the morning, they figure out how they're going to help their constituent businesses, businesses that join the chamber, how they're going to help those companies get ahead. They help them with marketing, they help them with events, they help them with advice, they help them get acclimated in the community. It's a great, great organization. The Gables Chamber is probably the best in town, at least in my opinion, Um, and Mark is the man there. So I said, listen, let's get Mark on the show Let's give back a little bit to the chamber. They help us so much. And so, Mark, it's a pleasure to have you. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that the chamber's doing now, exciting initiatives, if you will. Sure. And again, thank you very much for the invite and uh, congratulations to you. You guys have been on this meteoric rise since the day you opened here. You're <laughs> also you. our neighbors yep, from yep. across the street, so we love having you here. Um, and I, I appreciate your, your comments about what we do, because I do think we wake up each day with a goal of really... How do we support our businesses? And we're blessed because we have businesses from, you know, the smallest micro business that might have one employee or a person who's, you know, got, uh, you know, a consulting business that hasn't quite figured out what they're going to do next to, you know, big multinational firms that are here. I was just meeting with uh, an attorney over lunch who works very closely with the folks at Del Monte. And so when you think about Coral Gables, sometimes folks think, oh, it's a small bedroom community. It's got a great university sort of in our front yard. But... We're really populated by incredible businesses of all shapes and sizes uh, and many who have been here for many years. And uh, our goal is to make their ability to grow and prosper um, be top of mind, not only for our city folks who sometimes are in the business of creating regulations to what can we do to bring new voices and uh, new faces to the landscape. So uh, it's great to, to chat with you about that. And you guys are a great example of that. Thank in you. the last year or so that uh, you uh, decided to form this company and open right here in the heart of the city beautiful and we couldn't be more proud of you. And so Mark has been with the chamber since 2006, right? And um, when, when we were getting this, this planned, you told me it was a great expression because I use it here that there was a person over there that is the person that helps you get everything done. What's her name, Erica? Is it- there's Erica, there's Yvette. You can okay. insert name here, but yes, those folks keep me... Uh, on the straight and narrow, which is not easy because I can be a little bit of a handful. It's the same thing here. We have people who know that they work with us, you know, Monique, Legna, Eileen. These people, yeah. when they can't come to work, I'm like, turn the lights off. <laughs> Let's go to the beach. <laughs> Never mind. Nothing's getting done anyway. So, um, yeah, so it's good. So we, we, we share that synergy. And so, um, Mark, also, you've been a member of the community for some time. You worked at the University of Miami as well. Is that right? That was my first job here. When I moved here post-grad school uh, in 1992, I got here about eight weeks before Hurricane Andrew. Whoa. And so, you know, it was not only a real baptism by fire with that storm, but being on an incredible, you know, college campus like the University of Miami, uh, very different from where I had gone to school, being a small to medium-sized private university. 
um, but unbelievable students. And it was a real, you know, eye opener, not only to come through that storm, but it really galvanized the students, I think, that were in that class or in that cohort to, uh, you know, develop, you know, lifelong bonds. And it wasn't only just going through a storm, but that sort of recovering together and yeah. always having that moment where students moved in, you know, Sunday at around 8 a.m. and we were putting them to bed at 3 a.m. to get ready for Andrew on that overnight. Um, I'll never experience, I hope, anything like that again. But yeah. it also gave me a real understanding that it is a, a community that allows you to recover. It's not individuals. It's funny you say that about the, the students. That was freshman year of high school for me and mm -hmm. school was delayed. Absolutely. I remember the school was delayed by like three or four weeks and I mean yeah. just the whole process of, of and listen, going we, back. We sent students home once the airport got open and the roads got open. We told the students, go home, come back in two weeks, we'll do it all again and get started <laughs> Orientation with Orientation part two. It That's is. Funny. And you know what? Irma this year emulated that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure the folks that you know kind of span that time frame, not only at the University of Miami, but just in this community, I felt like there was some like, oh, deja vu all over again. But uh, again, I think you see the best in people to come together. You know, Coral Gables is a community that the businesses are an incredible contributor. 36% uh, of the tax base. And when you think of that fact that the businesses are only about 5% of the land mass of the entire community, that it's is something yeah. to really uh, feel good about. And if the chamber plays a small role in helping those businesses and the ones that want to come here or grow here, then we're very proud of that. And so, you know, for, for the folks watching, so, you know, part of, part of what makes a chamber successful um, is leadership that is invested in the community has been a part of the community for a long time and the thing with Mark so you know is and we were, we were just talking about this off-camera is Mark has the rare distinction of being the recipient of the highest honors um, or, or organizational honors that both the University of Florida and the University of Miami award at Florida it's Florida uh, Florida Blue Key so Mark is a member of Florida Blue Key and at the University of Miami it's Iron Arrow, right? So if you know anything about Iron Arrow, you've seen these guys, you know, at the alumni events. It's a really impressive organization. And so Mark has both of those, both of those. He's well decorated, <laughs> as we call it. Well, his like Admiral Shield is like down to here, you know, when he's dressed with his flare, when he's got the flare on. But we were just joking. There is one other person around here or that, or that we are aware of, right, yes. that has this distinction. And who's that? That's right. That's Monty Trainer, who everybody in town knows and loves. And uh, I found that out shortly after my initiation into Iron Arrow. Um, and we connected for the first time personally. I was working for uh, the city of Miami shortly thereafter. And uh, we just really hit it off. I mean, Monty is a Gator also uh, as an undergrad. And uh, when he you know, started his business incredibly, generous to the University of Miami. And so uh, I love sharing that distinction um, with him, especially because he's a special man. Um, but uh, as I shared with you off camera, you know, being in uh, Iron Arrow, uh, that was a tough road. And so I'm just very proud to be part of that group. And uh, I know that the folks who continue to work with that today um, really recognize the top students, administrators and alumni at the University of Miami. Yeah, it's a very cool group. I don't know much about Florida Blue Key, but um, you know, I have a friend, uh, is a guy named Devang Desai. Uh-huh, sure. I'm sure you know Devang. Devang yeah. is a very capable lawyer, and I met Devang because I was trying to get into the University of Miami Law School. You guys didn't let me in, don't worry. I don't <laughs> we're not editing that it. part right. out. Right, <laughs> we're not editing that. Don't worry, I don't blame you for it. I probably, my GPA was like a good ERA, it's so right. I, can't, I can't blame him. But, um, 
What's funny is um, Devang gave me a tour of the UM Law School and he had his Iron Arrow jacket on. I remember that when I Pretty got there, I kind of thought it was, yeah, but at first I was like, what are you, what are you wearing? <laughs> right. They wear this Indian jacket. Yeah. And, and he was like, well, he told me the story. And from that moment, sure. that's when I was fascinated with the, uh, the organization. It's that very, jacket is, you know, the roots are in the Seminole Indian tribe. And so there's always been a, a really wonderful and positive affinity with the tribe. And I think there's incredible pride to this day that when those jackets are done and they come in all colors i was lucky enough to get a really cool black one that had belonged to jared davis before he became the chief and got a different jacket and uh, he happened to be the chief when i got tapped in and uh, always a funny story but uh, they worked really hard to make sure that when i got tapped i felt it that's you know that number one <laughs> that's very cool and you know, people don't know this but that reminds me of the expression, the third degree. You know, when mm -hmm. you're hearing people say that, you know, they got the third degree, that's actually an expression because the Masons, sure. you know, most Masons are third degree master Masons, right? You could go, you know, you hear about it, you could go up to the 33rd degree and then those guys are like the Illuminati and they run the world, you know, but the reality is most Masons are third degree master Masons. Right. And the initiation process is supposed to be so rigorous that that's where that phrase comes from of when you say I was given the third degree is because you know like you're making reference to that that arduous initiation process yes, so it's very cool very cool concept very much yeah it's a very cool concept <laughs> and so so Mark tell me what for for now the the you know last quarter of 2018 you know we're winding down the year we've had another strong economic year sure. thank God what what are some of the things at the chamber what can we look forward to from the chamber for the end of this year and going into next year in terms of maybe events that you want to promote sure. initiate what can if, if you're in the community and you want to come out and get involved see the events maybe join what, what how do you recommend people do that so I would recommend a couple of different ways I think you know first and foremost this is a very exciting time of the year for us. So we always do our leadership transition at the very end of August, going to September. So a new board chair, Patrick O'Connell from UWM, will take that seat September 1st. He'll have a number of new volunteers, a part of our 40-member volunteer board that will onboard at the same time. Uh, we have our big annual planning conference, which will take place at the end of next week. And again, all of that sort of flows together. And so a lot of energy uh, committees getting kind of repopulated. We have about 15, 16 working committees. But, you know, some of the big things that I think will come out of that conference is that we want to develop, um, you know, a strategy with our new strategic plan really focused on growth. So it isn't just growing the chamber, but it's, you know, helping those businesses and the community. What do they want to do last quarter and looking into 19? Um, and it doesn't matter what the industry is. I think we have a role to play in that. So mm -hmm. the chamber can be an advocate, the chamber can be a resource, the chamber can be a connector. Um, and I think, you know, if you're not sure, maybe you're not a big joiner or your organization isn't, you're certainly welcome to come and, and try us out and check us out. We'd love to have you at our events. We're very event driven, so we give our members a lot of ways to connect with one another. We'll do a hundred plus events in a year. But some of the things that I think you'll see, you know, are that, you know, we've done for a number of years, we do our big Burger event. We're a very I was just foodie about to ask. burger burger event. Big foodie. No one can argue community. with that. Huh? Over a hundred restaurants here. Many of those that are members of the chamber. When's that? That's November the eighth. So November eighth. Burgers. The easiest way to remember. It's the eighth year on November the eighth, uh, and it happens right over here at the uh, Pond Circle Park, uh, and we're proud of that because that was a real outgrowth of the recession, where the restaurants were incredibly challenged and very struggling, very much struggling, and so. 
you know, now it's really taken off as a way to come and celebrate not only food, but survival. Everyone loves a great burger <laughs> and, right. and a cold right. beer. And if you're there, you're then you made it. And then I think yeah. one of the other things that we'll do this year that we haven't done before is what I refer to as kind of a benchmarking trip. And that's where we're going to take some of our leadership, go to a community somewhere else in the United States that has some alignment with what we have here. So would have a major university, would have the type of industry that we have, would have you know, the type of retail that we have, uh, and look at them for their best practices. I think sometimes we think we've already got it figured out in Coral Gables, and we have to constantly be mm -hmm. in, a, in a learning curve ourselves. I think, one, it helps our businesses, but it also shows folks that we're invested in Innovation. always getting better and having mm -hmm. a vision. Our theme this year is do big things. So the idea is, is, you know, what does that mean for your business? What does that also mean for the chamber? The idea can be, you know, like for our conference, we're having the president of Boeing Latin America come and talk about what's happening in that industry. And the fact that, you know, maybe Miami at some point becomes a location for them to really, you know, grow their Latin American market through. Um, you know, people joke a lot about Miami being the biggest city in Latin America. Yeah. I think there's a positivity to that. Of and course. Cork Gables being so close to the airport, but also the multinationals that are already here, mm -hmm. you can find any type of service, yourselves mm -hmm. included, that you or your business might need. And we know that executives, when they see Coral Gables, they're very prone to want to also live here, and that drives a lot of the decision-making on relocation and expansion. And so I think you know that benchmarking opportunity will be something that we've not done before and none of our peers locally. And so hopefully others may join us. We'll continue the advocacy work that we've done. You know, Coral Gables is going to have a new member of Congress for the first time in 29 years. It's very cool. And if you don't think that that's a big deal, I tell you, it's a very big deal. Yes, now, it is. Most of the decisions that get made locally or, you know, at the county level maybe directly impact business. But there's a trickle down that happens mm -hmm. certainly at the state and federal level. I don't care if you're in banking or real estate. Those things um, you yeah, know, have matter. legs and they have impact. So... That's a big deal, and so we're keeping a very close eye on that. We'll probably have our first ever congressional forum uh, for our members and the community cool. once the primary uh, establishes who those leading candidates are. And that's something we've never done, and again, it's been 30 years since that's been a competitive open right, seat. Right, so right, I absolutely. think um, you know, those are some of the things on the horizon. I think you know, once we have our, our uh, you know, um, conference next week, a lot of other ideas may sort of flow to the top, and it'll be our job to kind of work through them, weed through them, and make sure that they get uh, a voice lent to them. Exciting times. I think so. Everyone, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Mark Trowbridge. The city is in good hands. The business community is in good hands, and the chamber's in good hands. It was great having you. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very All right, guys, join us next time. We'll have another episode of Title Talk, another exciting guest, and we'll hear more about what's going on in the community. Thanks a lot. This is Rich Barber of Coral Gables Title and Escrow. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Confessions of a Real Estate Lawyer. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make your way over to the iTunes podcast store. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. If you feel so inclined, go ahead and leave us a review and be sure to tell your friends, coworkers, and those that you communicate with about the show. We sure do appreciate you and them. And we'll talk to you next time.